Thank you for joining me here at the Full Circle Mentality Podcast. I am the host with the most better than butter on toast. You can call me Jay the Pounds. You can call me Don Julio. You can call me Julio. Thank you. I'm grateful for you sitting down and taking the time to bend your ear. I am sitting here, man, I'm rhyming, with a with a new friend, good friend, Teo. Thank you for being here with us today, brother. Thank you for joining the Full Circle Mentality Podcast. I know it's been a little while coming, but we are finally here. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. Very stoked. Whew, the coffee's kicking in right yeah. when I sit down. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Teo, 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 Teo. How did we actually link up? Um, through a mutual friend, right? Yeah. Yeah. Shout okay. out to Angel. Shout out to Angel, man. Shout and then, out to uh, Angel. what was wild is actually, I think I remember t- talking to you about this, is how you guys met. Yeah. How did, will you explain that story real quick? A little backstory on how you and Angel met. If you guys don't know who Angel is, he's a big pillar in the full circle mentality, hmm. the company. Me and him had the idea for it, essentially. So he's a big part of this. So I, this this story is, a, it kind of touches my heart a little bit, if you want to go ahead and explain it. Yeah. So basically... Um the day I met Angel, I was out at the Temple Coffee with uh, my boy Eric, and we were pretty much just outside having a conversation. Um, and then Angel approached, and we saw him like beforehand. So he had been uh, he passed by, and I just gave him like a thumbs up because he seemed like a dope dude. Yeah. Uh, or not not a thumbs up, like a peace. Hey, what's up? Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, what's up, man? And then he came back uh, shortly after, and then he approached us and he asked us if he can ask us some questions for this. Uh, he didn't really, it was cool because he didn't explain too much of what it was, but he basically said he was doing a, like a com- compilation of uh, inter- kind of like interviewing people and asking them, um, you know, certain things about their life. And so I was like, yeah, I'm about it, man. And so he just asked us a few questions and then uh, we had a very brief conversation and he just, you know, I loved his energy. His, he had a really good, uh, like a calm energy and he just was uh, like a super like interesting person just off the bat. And so I was like, yeah, man, like, let's answer some questions. So he asked us que- uh, both me and Eric questions. And then uh, I linked up with him after that. Uh, and then he, he showed the video that he created from, you know, uh, what he was basically asking us. That was and a pretty I, dope video, huh? It was tight. It was so tight. And it, I was, was like, it was him asking people what their deepest fears were. Deep, or I think it was deepest fears or what their dreams were. Yeah, it was a lot. Of, it was a lot something of to like yeah. it was like real grounded question, real grounded questions. Yeah. Yeah, and for me to see that video and to know how, I'm not trying to put you on blast or anything, uh, yeah. Angel, just uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this, um, but he's not the type of person to be in front of the camera, mm. right? But to be able to put yourself in a vulnerable state like that, to be mm. able to approach people that you do not know, um, you know, it's a you put yourself in a vulnerable state and that's a step towards working on... You know, things that you might not really consider yourself good at. So you know, me understanding him and seeing that courage and seeing what came from that, yeah. I was like blown away. I'm like, and that was a really impactful video. Targeted your heart, targeted your emotions, targeted, you know, like just like the human connection. I thought it was a real good video. Yeah. Real nice video. Yeah, it was super dope. And then from there, um, I think Anthony, uh, Anthony Angel showed me the video. And he actually told me about you. He's like, hey, man, I met this dope dude. He's an artist, real um, open-minded, like free spirit type. Mm. I think you would really like benefit from having him on the show or meeting him. Mm. 
And I'm like, all right, cool. You know, it sounds great. Cause like, uh, you know, in my head, I, in my head, I'm a busy guy. Mm-hmm. What am I doing a lot of the time? Mm, not a lot, but you know, I get caught up with my own things, but I finally made the effort to reach out to you. And, uh, we ended up having coffee at Milka. Shout out Milka. In, yeah. Uh, shout out to Milka. Midtown. Yep. Midtown, Sacramento. Shout yeah. out Midtown. Um, and we had a, like a hour and a half long conversation or an hour conversation which I appreciated. Yeah. And I got to know you mm-hmm. and uh, some of your ideas and philosophies. And I was like, oh, this guy's a rad dude. He's uh, not too woke, but woke <laughs> enough for my, you know, for my cup. Yeah. So, and I, I'm, yeah, I'm not judging you or nothing. That was just a little funny. <laughs> but no, we, uh, we sat down, we rapped, we talked, and we've been trying to schedule this date for like the longest time now for like what, like a month almost trying to get this date secured. So we're here a couple little bumps in the road, but it's all right. We're still making it happen. Absolutely. You know, and I'm really, really, really interested in hearing how Teo came to be, how you came to be the person you are today. Because when I see you and when I see the posters that you gave me Mm. and I listen to your music and I see you going on these radio stations, I see a man who is confident in what he is doing Mm. and has a plan and has a vision and taking the steps and executing everything on that plan, you know, on that, uh, on that blueprint. Mm -hmm. So I know it wasn't all fun and games though. I'm not saying it's fun and games now. Yeah, but I'm. I feel like there's a difference. And can you explain to me? I'm talking really fast, guys. Can you keep up? Uh, <laughs> can you explain to me how it was starting out? Was there any heartache? Was there second guessing yourself? Mm. You know, can you can you kind of enlighten us on that? Yeah. Um, when I started out making music or writing music, um, it was really just like a way of expressing myself because for a lot of like so growing up and this is I think where a lot of my now confidence comes from because when I was so I have Tourette's syndrome and I've had Tourette's syndrome since I was like three years old and so growing up with that um entering school like obviously kids don't understand what it is so I would get made fun of like all the time from like kindergarten the moment I stepped in school, like I would do stuff, you know, because Tourette's syndrome, I basically will, you know, I'll have like, I'll make humming noises out there, are these things called ticks. And so I'll like blink super fast and I'll like shake my head and just all this uncontrollable stuff. And so uh, basically when I was a kid, I would always get made fun of. And so eventually I got educated on what it was and why it happens. And so um, once I learned that, then I was able to better explain to people that didn't understand it as these things are happening. And so it also over the years taught me how to show people who I am, um, how to be comfortable with myself, uh, you know, knowing that I have this and that people are going to, you know, notice me a little differently because I'm, you know, something might seem kind of like, Oh, why is he, you know, why is he doing that? Like, why is he like shaking his head or, you know, doing these things? And, Nowadays, it doesn't, uh, it's not as noticeable because it's calmed down a lot. But the thing is, it never goes away, like, completely. And what, is, what causes, what caused it? I, I didn't want to interrupt you, mm-hmm. but I'm going to interrupt you. Yeah. Um, you said that you did research and you, you said um, that you figured out what causes it. What, mm-hmm. co- what is the, the main cause of it? Yeah. So, uh, in our brain, we have these, uh, they're basically these uh, nuclei, and they're called basal ganglia. And so, they're in charge of, like, they're the receptors of 
what control the movement uh, in our in, from our brains to our bodies. So it will be the neuron, for for example, like why I choose to hold this microphone or the reason I would choose to like look at you or like move my hand or anything. And so with Tourette's syndrome, they're always active. So always firing. Exactly. And you just like, it's crazy. If I'm trying to explain it, it's like you literally have no control over like certain things. And uh, the more you try like I try to resist not doing the tick, the more it, it wants to happen. Ooh, it's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, I, I noticed a little bit mm -hmm. of a tick, but like for me, I'm like, you know, I don't know. I think I might have ticks too. You know, like I didn't think anything of it and I'm not one to judge anybody on it. So like, yeah, whatever. Um, but for, for you growing up, man, that must've been tough, you know, cause kids are fucking assholes. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Dicks. Fuck yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I used to be a fat kid. So <laughs> I still have that complex in my, in my brain. So mm. it's something that I always try to work on. It's kind of weird, right? You never really get over it. Yeah. It's trauma. That shit's real. And definitely. And uh, it's not like, oh, I still feel bad about it, but it's like almost like uh, it's like you're, it builds an insecurity in yourself. But like I said, I see you now and I see nothing but confidence. So yeah. fuck those guys. Yeah. But proceed, man. Yeah, no. And that's literally like wh what it took to or part of, you know, what it took to understand that no matter what, like wherever I go in life. And I think this goes for a lot of people in general. People are going to like see you a certain way and perceive you a certain way. But at the end of the day, as long as you're being yourself and you're comfortable knowing like who you are and your skin and, and what you've, you know, what you represent and that's all that matters. And you bring that to any equation and not give a fuck what people think and no one can, no one can touch you. Like you're untouchable, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And so, uh, translating that into the music, uh, starting out, you know, when I first started writing music, I found myself in a similar, um, like a mind state of like, yo, these people don't understand me. They don't understand like in, in relation to the music, like they don't understand what I'm trying to do. Obviously they don't see my vision, which, you know, you can't expect everybody off the bat to just understand, you know, mm, it's but, hard. It's know, hard. Exactly. And so like, I just had to hone, rehone that, uh, that like energy in a different space over the years to get to the point where it's like now, you know, I always create because it's what makes me feel the most free and it's the, the most free way I can express myself, like writing music and writing songs and like lyrics and, or even making beats. And so nowadays, like when I, when I create, I don't have expectations anymore. I just know that my vision and the things that I see are already happened and they're already happening. It's just about me taking all the necessary pieces to get there where it's already like happening you know yeah that's the crazy part about your mind is you can visualize mm -hmm. exactly where you want to be in your life yeah you know if i close my eyes right now i'm sitting in my in my studio in the woods yeah right and it's an enclosed studio it's all soundproof mm. and it'll get there you know it's just getting those taking those steps making sure you're crossing your t's and dotting your eyes yes. it's putting in the work yeah. You know, but that's the crazy part about being a human is that you can literally visualize anything you want. Yeah. And when they talk about, you know, what you put out into the universe, you know, is what they what it, what it gives back. It's the truth. Yeah. You know, I was talking about this with Rigo last week. Mm -hmm. um, this, his episode is going to be dropping this Friday. Dope. Once you make a decision to do good and follow your plan and to be a wholehearted person. I think the universe lays down for you. Yeah. And it gives you a lot of signs 
to keep going and to keep moving even when times are tough yeah it's like oh yeah you've been going through this shit let me let me just let me open this door for you real quick mm-hmm. if you can just see the little glimpse of light as i open this door go to that you know and sometimes it's swung right open for you yeah and i truly believe you know that you can create your reality bend your reality at will that's some shit that you know, i talked about when i started this podcast like the early episodes the infancy of this podcast is me pretty much building it on a mindset yeah you know like i was fucking jobless mm-hmm. created a company mm-hmm. it's fun yeah we're living the dream yeah. we're living the dream man you're living your dream every day yeah and i think you know like you said uh the visualization is so important when it comes to like your dreams and i think also as soon as you understand like the life and the things that you see for yourself that automatically creates the intention for you to like move with intention every way. So mm. no, no time and no steps are wasted. And that's just having a full understanding of, you know what I'm saying? What you want to create. It's yeah. All there. You're like on your trajectory, like full go, mm-hmm. you know, and it's cra- I work in real highs and lows. Mm-hmm. So when I catch the high, it's like, all right, we're editing, we're recording, we're taking pictures, we're setting up dates. We're doing it all because you have to be able to utilize, like you have to be able to, for me at least, like to get as much done on those highs as you can. Because the lows, man, they're they're low, you know. Yeah. You but in those times as well, you still got to put in that groundwork, you know. You still got to edit, you still got to record, you still got to check in. You know what I mean? You got to yeah. do the full inventory all the time. Absolutely. But to get back to the question at hand, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe the question was the beginning of your endeavor as an artist yeah what were some of the obstacles you had to face initially um whether internal or external yeah a a mixture of well obviously a mixture of both uh internally i would say having myself realize that whatever i see is possible uh, even if I didn't know it in the earlier moments of like, you know, what I was creating or what I was writing. And then also the hardest thing for me was like learning to let go of expectations because early in my like career, I, I met, you know, you meet a lot of people and you get told a lot of things and promised a lot of opportunities and a lot of things that you think will be the defining factor of like what quote unquote is success or what will make you quote unquote successful the next big thing the hit exactly and so once i realized like that's all like smoke and mirrors and the only thing that matters is like what you feel is successful to you is is what really success is uh it's what you define it as and so once i started like switching that perspective of like okay it doesn't matter what uh anyone thinks or how people you know how people view what I'm doing as successful or not it's like if I put it out if I if something like putting out a song I'm successful I win because if I didn't put it out then how would I get to the next point in the you know what I'm saying in my in my journey I wouldn't so until I, once I once I started realizing like yo you just have to let the art let it let it be and let it go and then from there you just never stop um that's a big one. That's a big. Uh, that was hard for me to grasp. Mm. It got to be perfect. I used to stay up and re-record solo dolo episodes. Like mm. I used to, you, you, well, the one I put out, that'd be my fifth recording. Yeah. 
you know and then after a while i was like this is getting fucking taxing mm. like and then at a certain point you're like oh did i tell that story already did you know you get always confused mm. so i had to learn as well is like i what i created is what i created yeah. if i stuck to my guns and st- stuck to my game plan then it'll be good and that's when you have to realize like oh okay well i have to have a little bit of a plan i have to have a little bit of some structure I can't just fucking go out there shooting blanks. I might hit somebody on accident. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got to stay. That's what you you think you can get away with, you know, podcasting. That what I got away with for a little bit is just like having these like just conversations and not having any kind of structure mm-hmm. or path or plan. And that's the difference from when I started as an amateur mm-hmm. to trying to take this on as a professional. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a the great book that I read. It's The War of Art or The Art of War. Yeah. Yep. By Stephen Pressfield. Is that the one you're talking about? I'm not talking about Sun Tzu. Okay. I'm talking about Stephen Pressfield. I might be butchering the fucking name. I talk about this book all the time. Okay. It's talking about whatever you're doing in your life, whether you're a podcaster, whether you're a music mu- musician, a music artist, mm-hmm. uh, a painter, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. You can look at your realm as an amateur or a professional, mm. an amateur will get to it eventually. A professional will make time for that because it's important to him or mm. her. You know, it's just those little things. It's it's scheduling time for the podcast. It's, it's scheduling time for your notes. It's scheduling times to edit and review what you've been talking about mm. as opposed to let's just keep putting this out. You know, like there's a certain point, like you said, like you have to put it out and you have to put it out. But if there's no review and there's no progression, then that's just still you're playing games still. Yeah. You know, and some people want to take this shit seriously. Mm-hmm. And are you get, for me, it's a disservice to do all of this, to fucking buy the mics and buy the interface and buy a new laptop and sit down and talk with you. It's all a waste if I really didn't care about it. Yeah. You know, and I really wasn't trying to progress. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I respect what you do, because, you know, what I'm saying there are a lot of people who can say they want to do stuff and say, you know, they want to be this and be that. And a lot of people just talk about, you know I'm saying? Doing things. And I have, I like to surround myself with people who are about action, who uh, are driven and who are inspired by the people around them. Because I think that that is what helps us continue to do what we do is surrounding ourselves with people who are, if not equally motivated, even more motivated, which, that's but the, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the fucking key right there. Shout yeah. out to Albert Fig. Shout out to yourself, but <laughs> shout out to Albert Fig. He does a podcast here in Sacramento. It's called hypocritical. AF. I'll have you link up with him too. Absolutely. He is a role model to me, mm. um, in the podcasting world, come mm. from the same place. You know, this man is a fucking machine, mm. wakes up like at four in the morning to go to work, driving all over every place. Cause he's an electrician coming home yeah. late night recording with me or another guest mm. after the after the podcast editing making sure he has ev- like that's like surrounding yourself with people who who are better than me who are striving who are more driven than me yeah. those are the motherfuckers that I want to be around cuz it drives me more yep. like yourself one thing that I really I wouldn't say envy because you know envy is almost like a jealous kind of term mm. but I admire mm. the confidence you have and the confidence you walk with mm. and it's like little pieces of 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 uh of everybody you know you're picking up pieces of game from everybody yeah and you're a lifelong learner anybody yeah. listening to this you're a lifelong learner yeah if you're 35 36 43 52 89 mm-hmm. and you're listening to this you're a lifelong learner and you can still learn something you know absolutely that's 
that's I learned that shit at a young age is like you have to peep game like peep game like I was so lucky to have friends and and family more importantly that you know taught me what was up yeah you know yeah and that's important shout out family yeah shout out to family man all right all right all right I have another question for you yeah <laughs> uh one of my favorite videos that i like to frequently watch of yours is the origami cranes hey uh got the poster up appreciate yeah. that you have to sign that before i you go oh uh, yeah absolutely i'll be honored um <laughs> bro your whole everything the image the this image the image of you with the on the poster yeah i don't want to butcher I, it's mugen spire mugen mugen spire yeah. right mm-hmm. fuck I got. I keep been saying it right, and I say it wrong on the, on the podcast. So, Mugen Spire. Yeah. Can you explain to me what that means, real quick? Yeah. So Mugen Spire. It's a. Uh, it's a word I came up with, uh, about a decade ago, and I'm really influenced by Japanese culture. Like it's my biggest, one of my biggest inspirations in my art, and the word Mugen, uh, it means unlimited or like infinite, and um, I was always attracted to this word just because of the way it sounded and the meaning of it. And I love the word inspire because it's just a word that's always resonated with me throughout my life. And um, I basically put the two words together and it became Mugenspire, which translated to unlimited inspiration, which is pretty much my philosophy and my uh, mentality about life. Um, And, you know, with you explaining that, mm -hmm. getting back to origami cranes. Yeah. What was that mindset creating that video? That video was fucking out of this world, literally. Um, <laughs> just the whole setup of it all. Not a lot of people do interludes like that anymore. And I would call it—I don't know if that's what you call it at the beginning or in intro. Yeah, it would be like a yeah, like an intro, like, like interlude. an intro interlude. Yeah, um, that was the dopest part. You talking to the um, to the female voice and you know, um, help me out here a little bit. Mm. Just talking about what was the whole conversation about love yeah we were and talking fe- about and love. feeling real mm-hmm. right so uh the setting of the video is in what year 2089 2089 so we're looking yeah. into the future and yeah. into this future you know everything is kind of ai it yeah. seemed like yeah and you and they wanted you to go in to feel the love right mm-hmm. I, was it with someone or was it just uh so more like yourself okay so you, yeah. they wanted to take you like to put the headset on essentially yeah and she wanted to take you to go experience that mm-hmm. but you knew that was artificial yeah and you wanted to feel the real deal holy feel love yeah where did that stem from like just the intro what like the whole visuals like obviously the japanese culture had a big play into it yeah but like can you can you enlighten us yeah some more yeah so the story with origami cranes um I actually started by writing a script out for that that whole entire video. It gave me a movie vibe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like a short like a short film. Yes, yeah. That was literally the idea with it. Um and so basically I started this script and it took place in the year 2089. So it's 100 from the year I was born, it's 100 years in the future. And essentially uh in in this world um it's a very like a desolate world and all of humanity has been like wiped out except about like 8 million humans on the planet. And, uh, the, all of the nations of the world and like all the superpowers have basically combined to create like, uh, like one 
entity and essentially they control all of like the airwaves around the planet that control uh, people and so they created this system is that skynet yeah. like skynet like from the terminator it's almost? like it's kind of and like ready player one like okay very okay. similar like vibes right. and those were a big influence on like the the writing of it and um i took a lot of like you know sci-fi like futuristic like references and ideas and kind of that's what inspired it because it's a very like a, like you said it's a futuristic video and so i wanted to have those elements of like you know the, the ai and um, stuff like that going on and so basically um it takes place in this time and this man so mugen is the the guy in the i mean it's me but his name in the the story is mugen yeah and he's like the last dude on the planet and he his only friend is this ai and her name is siri so shout out siri yeah, shout out to siri i talk so much shit to siri i swear <laughs> bro she'll be popping into my conversation with that. she shut do she be always siri. listening <laughs> scary she, she always listening and also i wanted to shout out my friend uh, megan torres because she's the one who actually uh played the 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 we recreated like a physical version of siri but then we still turned to like turned her into a like a hologram as if i was speaking yeah to a there you go that was the hologram yeah so shout out to uh to megan she she helped me uh she was super like helpful in you know running through the script with me and i had written all the lines and everything and she ran through them with me and it was so fun um, it looked like a, I bet you it was a fun th- video to make. The process was crazy. Um, and basically that's like kind of the idea between, behind Origami Crane. Yeah. So, you know, he ends up at this, in this conversation with this AI talking about love and um, then it leads into the video. Yeah, no, that yeah. video was, it was dope. Like when I first looked at, when I first watched it, again, I'm just thinking in my head, like, where is this guy's, Miss Man's imagination <laughs> at? Like, yeah. it's so wild how people create films. You yeah. know, videos for me that's what fascinates me i'm almost wanted i want to be on the other side i want to learn you know like what yeah. the fuck you know it, it boggles my mind i appreciate it so much and especially like the whole script aspect of it yeah it gave me like uh and the way it cut gave me like almost tarantino vibes almost like the cutting of it yeah not necessarily obviously like the violent all that like i'm not comparing like that but just like the cut of the scenes yeah you know yeah he's definitely, i appreciate you know, it yeah. i appreciate that thanks man yeah, that, that, as as yeah. a connoisseur of films and yeah. just music and stuff. Yeah, and I appreciate that. You know, you took the time to watch it and like actually pay attention to what is going on because you know that was like years in the making of from the writing to the filming to the you know to the VFX. Um, and I wanted to shout out my uh, my homegirl uh, Imani Larusa. She did like all the VFX on the you know the sky replacement of the planets and the. In the background and all you know to the green screen and everything it's yeah. wild man people don't like i say uh you can see a video on youtube like i'm recommending this video you're right rec- you you put this video out i'm recommending it people watch it that's what i was kind of asking you earlier in mm-hmm. the little video that we shot prior is is how much work actually goes into creating yeah you know it's a lot and it's it's a lot of um you don't get a lot of thanks for it you don't get a lot of good job or you know you don't yeah you know I, I don't see it at least you know i'm not like looking at a video on youtube and i'm like damn that must have taken the production team you know so long <laughs> to make yeah. but when you have when i'm sitting down with a friend and i'm realizing or friends you know that are yeah. putting this all on their back and creating it themselves it's like holy shit bro hats off where the fuck do you have the time to do this yeah you know it's yeah. it's and that's what i kind of really wanted to get across to the audience today mm. is how hard shit can be Especially yeah. when you're doing it on your own. Yeah. But how 
how great the fruit tastes when you get there. Absolutely. You know, you know when you when you reap your rewards and you know little moments like this that you get to kind of sit down and reflect like damn I'm doing the damn thing and yeah. you are you are um Thanks, which man. which moves us to the to another question or mm-hmm. diving into another subject mm-hmm. is where you're at now cuz we kind of talked about you know you as a kid mm-hmm. we talked about origami origami cranes i feel like that might, was that like in the middle of the pulp your your process or how many years ago was that yeah, that was uh, two years ago. Two years ago? Yeah. And from, like, when did you, like, originally start creating music? Um, I released my first project at the end of 2015. 2015. So from 2015 to now, yeah. six, seven, eight, nine, ten, like, seven years mm-hmm. creating music. Yeah. Have you been writing prior to that? Yeah. Um, I started writing in, I would say, like, 2011 was when I really, like, wrote my, like, first rap. How old were you then? I'm 33. You're 33. How old were yeah. you then? Then you were like, I was a uh, 22, 22, about 22. I was 18. I was graduating. I was hey, graduating. Tight. 2011. That was my year. Okay. Shout out to 11. Shout out to 11. Well, that shit goes by so fast, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it does. 33 yeah. is a good number, man. Yeah. Do you believe in numerology? Like, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I'm a 33 life path. Mm. I don't know what I try to fulfill my destiny. <laughs> I <laughs> well, read. About, I read about stuff like that. I'm like, damn. I don't. It makes me question a lot, and then I'm the person who doesn't like to take a compliment or mm. if I read something good about myself, right? Mm. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, sure, mm. you know. But I think it's really embracing those kind of I don't know what you'd call them, um, like embracing that life path number, embracing that. Um, zodiac sign embracing kind of your powers in a sense because yeah i feel like that's what it is when they reference certain things like being able to have the ability to speak to people and to they say teach people i'm not necessarily teaching people i don't think but i think by sitting here with you and and other guests that people learn and get different insights in life so maybe you're definitely teaching but i think you got to follow those 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 signs because i truly believe in powers and it sounds crazy but when I talk about it, it's like my I have a okay ability to speak and I want to get better at it. Mm. And if I can, you know, master that in a sense, mm. you know, I'll be doing myself some justice. I'm paying I'm giving myself the respect to take advantage of the gift magic that I have. Yes. You know, and whatever that is for you, really hone in on that skill or that that trait. It can take you to, to places you never would have thought. And for, for you, bro, I think one of your greatest gifts is your imagination. Thank you. Bro, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like a confidence, imagination. That's that's how you create stuff like that. That's when you get the one in a million, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I truly believe in you. Everybody that I sit down with here, I, I believe in. And yeah. if you're a podcast alum, keep going. If you're keep listening going. to this one, keep fucking going because we're going to keep stop. going here. Mm-hmm. All right. We're pumped up today. Yeah. Fucking coffee. We just had a uh, espresso and what did you have? I you had know? a cappuccino. A cappuccino. little espresso, uh, steamed milk. You know what I mean? A little two, two, two packets of sugar in the raw. <laughs> Nothing major. Yeah, yeah. We're feeling good. They might call me a hipster, but whatever. <laughs> drink, charged up. Drink your Folgers, you animal. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Need. I fuck with Folgers, too. <laughs> I'm just a coffee. I'm a coffee. I'm, I love caffeine. love coffee. Me, too. I might be an addict. I, I definitely am. I'm right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> but um to get into you 
to dive into your newest project. Can you kind of inform the folks on what's going on with you at the moment? Yeah. Because I know you have, you're having a new album that's dropping later this month. Yeah. Right? Uh, Like in, what day is today? The 21st? 21st, Thursday? Yeah, it drops on the 29th. 29th. So yeah. Friday, the 29th of July, 2022. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. How many uh tracks does your record have? Um, it has 14. Our album. 14? Yeah. And uh, what's the title of the album? Or 15, sorry. It's Unlimited Inspiration. Oh, okay. Yeah. Unlimited Inspiration. Yeah. I dig the visual you have on the cover of yourself. Thank you. Can you, um, what inspired you to, to replicate that picture? Mm. Uh, it reminds me of Tupac. Yeah. Yeah. That was literally the inspiration. Um, I was always inspired by those shoots that he did in that time where uh he had a few shoots but the two ones that specifically resonated with me was that one where he has his hands behind his back and he's he's kind of you know turned off to the side and he has his shirt off and there's another one where he's got it's they're all black and white photos and he has the other one where he has like his bandana and it's a white bandana but it's a black and white photo and he's got the smoke he's smoking and he has you know his hands up and uh i wanted to recreate that feeling uh, because to me it felt like a very vulnerable and very powerful time in Tupac's career and that's kind of what the energy that the, that those photos gave me and so I felt similar in context to the subject matter of this the album it it feels it feels like a you know from the the stories and the songs it's a it's a vulnerable but it's a like a powerful project from the production to the subject matter and so I wanted to kind of embody that um and use that as an introduction to like for people to see it. Uh, and then my other boy, Demetrius, um, he kind of gave me the idea to also approach it with the thought of being inside of a record store. And if you were kind of, you know, looking through vinyl and, you know, because there's so many vinyl. If you go to a record store, and you already know this, but there's vinyl everywhere. So what would make you universally you want to decide to pick up any vinyl for any reason there's a lot of different factors and it obviously is different from person to person but our idea or his idea that he inspired me to share is that if you're sifting through like a record store and you see this album in there it's called unlimited inspiration by this artist named tail and it's this dude with his shirt off and he's got a whole bunch of tattoos and it's a black and white photo he has like a glock tucked in his hip and he's just simply looking off to the side like it's curious it makes you curious enough to want to like pick it up and be like i do want to listen to this that's funny that you say that whenever i'm digging it's like if i don't know what i'm looking for i'm looking for like give me a good album cover yeah like, give me a good album cover right. that i don't understand or that's interesting or that looks psychedelic or yeah. that catches my attention and i'll pick it up exactly you know and that's a fuck that's a great way to market mm -hmm. honestly when you think about it i'm not trying to like well, that's why you did it. But no, it's it's a great way. It's like a it's psychology. Yeah. You know, what's going to jump out at you? What's going to have the listener or the the occasional um, digger, right? Get your album as opposed to somebody else's. Exactly. You know, because there's fucking tons of music that's probably great that I miss yeah. because it's a red, it's in a red sleeve and it has like, or it's plain as shit. <laughs> and I'm sure I've missed great records, you know, I'm yeah. sure I have. But it's the records like, um, like the Beatles. Uh, what is it? The Magic Tour? No, what the fuck is it? Hmm. Oh man, I'm gonna have to look it up real quick. Uh, Jimi Hendrix. I think it's like Machine Gun 
funk. I, I don't even fucking remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the visuals on these guys, I remember clearly, you know, and it's that that's what drew me towards them. Yeah. That's that I would have never even honestly thought that because it's yeah, or I don't thought think it's of important. like thinking in that realm, you know? Yeah. And that's what me either. And that, that, like I said, that idea came from my guy, Demetrius. And so that inspired me to like think, yo, that's actually incredible. Hey. So there's a little bit of a, the magic mystery tour. Yeah. They fuck, they fuck with their vocals so much on this. And this is the actual album cover on it. And like just looking at that and like tripping oh, yeah. on acid, bro, you're fucking, you're off for a fun ride. You're in for a ride. Yeah, you are. Anybody who's ever done acid, man, don't look at this fucking cover. It's kind of <laughs> scary, bro. But that's intriguing. You know what I mean? It's like, wait, oh, it says Beatles. Oh, there's like the Beatles right there and some weird ass masks. They look like walruses. Yeah, it's super psychedelic. I think it has a, I am the walrus. That's the song right there. Yeah, yeah. I am the walrus. I'm like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Anyway. Very fitting. So this album that you've been working on how long have uh how long have you been working on it for three years three years holy moly yeah three years some of y'all can't even keep a girl for three years <laughs> or a man for three years hey <laughs> i'm not judging though but my man said he's been working on this album for three years yeah what has been the most challenging part of this project has there been a challenging part or has it mm. all been smooth because sometimes things go really well mm. you know that's a really good question um I think the most challenging part was deciding when it's done. Mm. Yeah. That's that's like a, it's like a painter. Yeah. yeah. I think it's done. No, I can go back and you know. Exactly. And that was I think the most really truly the most challenging part because my boy, shout out to my boy EG the Beast, and he's the one that produced this whole album. And we create we created so many records throughout this process, but Majority of them were with the intention that, yeah, when we make a song, it's going to go on the album. And so deciding when to stop, like adding things to the songs or, you know, um, taking out things or whatever it was, it was the hardest part. And uh, we actually removed, and I haven't told anybody this yet, so it's actually kind of cool to share it. But originally it was going to have two or three more songs on it. So it was going to be much longer, but we decided to leave them out at the very last minute. And so then it ended up becoming what it is now without the uh, the songs. And that was one, you know, one of the more challenging things like, yo, the, we wanted to have the songs, but then we decided, nah, these just, they just don't fit after listening to it over and over. And, um, yeah, so I think the, definitely the most challenging thing was deciding when it's like completed and really done and then just like let it be and not touch it anymore. When was that decision made? Like, was it made recently or, um, it, we probably decided, that's a good question. Uh, I would say three or four months before we actually started, you know, deciding, okay, now it's done. We're going to focus on like the cover art and stuff to really complete it. So I'd say probably three or four months out from when we uh, started like working on cover arts and stuff to, you know, move the project forward. Yeah. That would be pretty hard to figure out like when things are done. Yeah. Especially for an album. Never thought of that. Yeah. Like it's done. Is it? Yeah, and then especially when you're like three years deep into it, it's like, oh, we can keep writing songs, like we can just keep, <laughs> yeah. you know, like we can keep. Yeah, doing we can it. keep doing this. It's pretty fun. Yeah, you know that's uh that's dedication right there. Mm-hmm. Hard work and dedication. Yeah, hard work and dedication. I was just realizing right now that this episode is actually gonna drop on your release date of the album. I had no intention on planning that like that. 
Really? Yeah, no, not at all. Like I said, we've been trying to get this episode yeah. going for a while. And usually, like, if I would have recorded with you, let's say, on the 3rd, I would have probably dropped it on the 15th or the 8th, right? Like, a week after. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so, like, the way this worked out is perfect. This is going to drop on your release date next Friday on um, July 29, 2022. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. A, it's wild, bro. I did not plan this at all. I'm glad it worked out like this. Oh, Everybody's awesome. going to have to peep the album. And yeah. the episode. And you know, the episode. Beautiful. Oh, let's go. This is great. This week we're dropping. Uh, this week is going to be the 22nd. Okay. So we're dropping not only. Oh, fuck. I lost my visual for the for the Avila boxing. Sorry, Slims or Regal. My bad, bro. Um, that got deleted off the camera. Um, but I'm very excited to even release the audio because we had a great conversation. We're dropping that on the 22nd. Awesome. That's like a revamp that got me re-motivated, genuine conversation. Shout out, Rigo. We're also dropping our clothing, um, our tees that we just dropped. Everything comes full circle. Nice. Everything comes full circle, excuse me. Um, we've been kind of promoting our uh, our visuals, our video that we have, but we're going to be putting out all of our pics. That way you guys can actually see how the items look, you know, and I'm excited, bro. We got two big weeks coming up. Let's go. You know, you got yeah. your album dropping on the 29th. We got the episode dropping on the 29th. Amazing. Fuck, I might have to make a baby that day. Jesus <laughs> Christ. You know what I mean? 29th. Let's go. 29. I'm so excited. Oh, man. I'm hyped. I'm fired up now. No, yeah, me too. I was looking at that as you were saying that, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't make that. It just happened. Yeah. You know? That's fire. That is fire. So before we get out of here, mm -hmm. um, I did see on your instagram that you were actually at a local radio station well not local but i would say bay area we're not bay i don't know what you consider us norcal whatever mm -hmm. um it was kpoo yeah 89.5 five right yeah. yep how was that experience for you i l grew up you know watching movies like um airheads right where they, you see that movie airheads yeah, is it Airheads where they take over the radio station and they have the they have a concert there? It's with uh, the dude who uh, plays uh, the mummy guy, Fra Brandon Fraser. Oh, Brandon no. Fraser. Okay. Yeah, bro, it's wild. So like, I love, I love radio hosts. I love the visuals of being in a production room like that yeah. on air. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. How was it for you? It was amazing. Uh, it was very fun. It was a really cool experience. Um. I really uh, love the, the crew over there. Um, I met them back in 2017 or 2016. I was living in uh, Culver City at the time, and I was going to these open mics uh, in Anaheim. Okay. And my boy, a shout out to my boy, AK on the beat, and um, he was running these open mics. And so I ended up meeting him over there. And he was connected with uh, the Madhouse out here, who runs the the um, that station at that time of the night. And uh, Dez is the uh, he's basically like the label owner of the Madhouse. So shout out to Dez, and um, he's the one who puts together the shows with his DJ, uh, the host DJ Chips. And essentially, um, I linked up with AK, and they run shows. Uh, they used to run shows throughout the year called from the uh, from the Bay to LA, and they would have artists from LA, artists from the Bay Area, and they would select the venue in like San Francisco, and then they would put together a showcase of you know different artists. So 
I met AK and I ended up playing a show that he booked me through in San Francisco at the showdown, which is now closed. But, um, and so when we had this uh, show at the showdown, that's where I met Des. And then I found out he runs a radio station. And so that's how I ended up like linking up with them and getting onto their, um, their radio show. And it was a, like a really dope experience. And, um, it was cool because I got to bring my whole team out there and, um, you know, we pretty much just recorded, uh, the whole show. Um, and I got a chance to, you know, connect my people with their people. And so for me, it's just all about, uh, you know, utilizing my space and my platform to help the people around me in like any ways that I can. And so I was super like excited to just bring everybody there and just connect everybody together and, you know, just keep, uh, keep the expansion of, you know everything just growing and yeah it was a, it was a dope experience nice man I, I i was watching a little bit of the video earlier tight it just seemed like a good time you know yeah. homies going out enjoying the city enjoying the ride yeah you it know, was a vibe. it's always exciting when you're driving out to the bay and you're going yeah. through the bridges yes especially the early morning you know you're getting that like crisp frisco air yeah it's a beautiful thing man that city i love that city yeah kind of gone down a little bit since <laughs> i first started frequenting it like mm. in 2008 heavy yeah. um it'll come back though it's coming back slowly yeah you know people are shitting in the streets bro motherfucker shit's crazy out there yeah it's wild people be shitting in the streets bro yeah it is definitely what the fuck yeah they say that the when an empire collapses mm. it's kind of like a lot it's like when people are too comfortable people are like just bickering about things that necessarily they shouldn't be bickering about like mm. you know sexuality and stuff like that and what you want to do behind closed doors mm-hmm. when those things come to the forefront of our minds yeah and those are the things that we're debating about when they really shouldn't be in debate like, yeah. and i'm not saying that i'm not like on one side or the other i'm like open to whatever you want to do yeah um that's what they say it's very interesting collapse of an empire yeah and we're an empire i would say as the united states mm slowly just kind of we're ending this on a downer i don't want to end this on a down <laughs> i don't want to end this on a downer all right guys i'm sorry but i should it's, it's real conversation it's it is man it's yeah. fucked up yeah through it all we're still here grinding trying to make our dreams uh, a reality well yeah i am living a dream i'm living my dream bending my world reality as are you yeah breaking the matrix i'm not just a fucking guy who's stamped on the neck with my social security number mm-hmm more than that so are you anything you want to leave these people with today Teo that you feel like we left out anything you want to say anything you want to mention get off your chest you know maybe there's a secret you've been holding in for like 35 33 years that you just want to get off your you know (laughs) or maybe not maybe we can say that for the second episode (laughs) run it back no but I uh, I just hope that you know people stay inspired in their life and find what inspires them and that they have, you know, love in their life and surround themselves with people who care about them. And, um, you know, I'm just thankful to be here chatting with you on the Full Circle Mentality Podcast, man. Like, this is like a very important thing that I hold dear and I don't take for granted, you know what I'm saying? And so I cherish these moments and I respect what you do. And um, yeah, I just wanna see, you know what I'm saying, you be successful as, as, as possible. And I definitely, you know, I always will have respect for you and this is like super dope for me to be here. So I just want to 
you know, let you know how appreciate appreciative that. I am. Yeah. I appreciate that. I don't take compliments well, but I appreciate that. <laughs> appreciate it. Everybody, if you're still here with us at the 47 minute mark and 50 seconds. Nice. We appreciate you. I'm grateful for you tuning into the podcast and supporting the podcast just by pressing play every week. Thank you, Teo, for being here. Absolutely. You guys go ahead and follow him on Instagram at Muganspire, M-U-G-N-S-P-I-R-E, correct? Um, Follow him on YouTube as well. Make sure you guys are liking and subscribing. Just the support, real deal, you know, from the fucking roots, you know, getting it out the mud. That's what I really, um, I really admire those folks who put it all on their back, all on their shoulders trying to make their dream a reality, right? It's hard. It's not easy. Yeah. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Facts. So for that, I tip my hat to you, sir. Thank you for being here with us. I appreciate it. Yeah. Everybody out there, wash your ass, wash your balls, spread the peace and the love. Hey. We're out. We out. Bye. <laughs>